How's everybody doing? Um, this is Ray RebelEars.com. Had a little um, slow start, but we already got her first guest. We got um, Steve Pabicki, a great uh, multi-platinum mixing engineer, um, a good friend of mine, a mentor. Um, we're going to go ahead and start it, so let me go ahead and bring it in. How you doing, Steve? What up, Shelby? <laughs> yeah, you know, a little late, a little late, but other than that, how you doing today? I'm okay, man, you know, the usual. Yeah, so. yeah, so I see you growing a beard now. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> okay, so um, um, real quick, um, Steve Habicki's background, uh, multi-platinum um, engineer, he's one of the lead um, message uh, engineers for Inner Drummers work with Mike Will, Ray Schremer, Gucci Man, Kanye West, Mariah Carey, Katy Perry. Um, the list goes on. And the thing about it is he always willing to open up about his experience from, you know, recording, mixing. And real quick, just wanted to um, go off of like the last time we talked, you was telling me you was. um, um well, real quick, is there anything you want us to let let us know that you're working on currently, or is there anybody new? Mm, I just dropped a single with Chiefer. That, yeah, I saw that online. Yeah, that uh, um, basically came out about two hours ago. Okay. Um. So I know you releasing like singles. Um, is it every other week or every every month? Um, yeah, my bad. I don't know why I cut out. Um, yeah, every, probably once a month. Once a month, I'm gonna start doing that just just because I mean, even even if nobody's listening, like I just got like too many good songs sitting in the stash, like just time to put it out, you know. Oh, yeah, I do agree on that. So, is um, I do know consistency is the key, I do know when um. Always see like a new release of um, anybody under ear drummers, like the whole camp, you know, work together on making sure everybody knows about the new release coming out. And then, of course, like you were saying, you're going to release a track every month. Do you mix it yourself? Is there, if you, are you doing everything yourself? I am, but I'm not even really going crazy with the mixes. Like, I probably will eventually, you know, do that. But like, as of right now, I'm just doing two track mixes and, vocals you know like there's there's a time and a place to go in on the mix and i kind of have a hard time mixing my own records anyways like it i would rather have somebody else mix it if 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 that's what was you know needed yeah but so far the vibe is good with two tracks you know some sometimes like if the vibe is already there like Leave it to track, you know? Yeah. And I do know, I heard this from other engineers, like, it's kind of, like, I wouldn't say hard, but your ears get used to, like, the sound of, like, the vocals when you record it to the production. Did you produce it yourself? Yeah. Okay, so is that an issue that you have, or you just, like, rather have someone else do it for you? Yeah, that that's what it is. It's like, if I produce the song, like, I feel like the whole point of getting somebody else to mix it is so that you can get another ear on it. Yeah. Or maybe they can bring out something that they hear would make the song a hit, but like 
if if I'm producing the song hands on, like I'll start to get in my head if I mix it too. Yeah, I can understand it. Like you know, like if I if I collabed with somebody and like you know the only thing I did was like add a melody or some some little with the drums, then like it'd be easier. But like if I made the beat by myself or arranged the song or was there with the artist, like like um, like the first the first single I did with Valerie Lightheart, like you know I had gotten somebody to do the melodies for her, so I was a part of writing the song so like if you're going that far hands-on with it then it's kind of hard to be the mix engineer also yeah basically being the executive producer you know from start to finish yeah yeah and then you invested your time and um basically your time and your skills into that so with 2020 i know with covid a lot of things been stopping um i do know you've been traveling around countrywide you know, coming back from Hawaii, like a few months back, back in um, Wisconsin. How is everything so far with um, everything that's going on right now? Has it affected you or are you still? Not really. I mean, like, you know, I had to leave Hawaii a little bit earlier than what I anticipated. And then yeah. when I came back to Milwaukee, I was stuck in the house for a couple months. But other than that, no, not really. Hasn't hasn't really affected me too much. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of in chill mode either way. Like I was already like in chill mode like before the coronavirus came. So yeah, you know. yeah. And then I know, you know, I'm talking to a lot of people during COVID. Some people stay focused on learning new crafts, learning new skills. Some people streaming Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. Um. What would you tell people who, like, you know, of course, everybody trying to find their way of staying focused. What's your way of, you know, staying, you know, right on track with what you're doing at the moment? Well, I, I I don't even know how to answer that question. I mean... As of right now, I'm not really too focused on anything. <laughs> I can understand. <laughs> I guess uh, in the past, I, I assume you're probably more talking about like when I was really going full in, like working 80 hours a week, being in the studio 16 hours a day. Like it's not really, you know, as of right now, I'm spending like five, 10 hours a week in the studio. So it's not hard to focus on that. <laughs> like, yeah you know yeah. but um uh because of well i would say that the one thing that it, that it does because i'm not spending as much time working on music i went back and um got my series 65 license to be a uh registered investment advisor that's what i originally went to school for was finance so oh wow as far as I guess that required a certain amount of focus, like forcing myself to study and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just um, tried to maintain a schedule of just making sure that I studied for like two hours a day and stuff like that. So. Okay. Yeah, that's something right there because um, I'm trying to remember exactly who said it. If you spend 
10 hours thinking of something instead of one hour of actually doing it, then it was time wasted. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm still like, you know, I'm still focused on what I need to do. Like, if I if I have to do something, I just do it. You yeah. know, as far as like the, the the mixes that I do have to do. Um, obviously, things have slowed down a little bit. I'm not in Atlanta, so I'm not quite in the in the mix the way I used to be. But yeah. um, when I got to do something, I just do it. You know, yeah. even if I'm tired or whatever, like just got to do it. But I do know with the clientele that you do have, I know it's not hard for you to just like go to any studio because I remember you was telling me like some studios you can just walk into and they automatically assume they're going to get the credit just because of your name itself. And I never really thought of that, of course, you know, when you have like that much of a clout, it's easy for you to like, you know, go to a private patchwork studio saying like you might be working on Gucci Man's next project, you know. How does that work for you? Yeah, I mean, shout out to High Five Studios here in Milwaukee. It's actually a really nice studio here. Yeah. Um, not too far from where I'm staying in Milwaukee right now. And uh, they let me use the studio whenever I want. You know, I told them I would put a plaque on the wall. And, <laughs> um, you know, I, I did uh, the little Yachty Future um the hell's that song called? Pardon me. I did Pardon Me there. Okay. I did uh, uh, Chief Keith's new single, the one he just dropped like two weeks ago, Bang Bang. Oh, yeah, I heard that one, yeah. And the one that he's about to drop. Um, I did uh, Dance Like No One's Watching, the one that Sway Lee just dropped. So yeah. I think I did a couple other ones there too, but. Those are probably the bigger ones most recently. But, um, so yeah, I would assume that out of one of those, they're going to get a plaque, you know? You know, I guess whenever it comes in, that's, that's crazy, though. But I do know that's, like, a lot of studios, they, you know, outsource their roles to different engineers. Of course, if you don't have, like, if you can't guarantee a plaque on the wall, of course, you got to pay for the role. Yeah. Yeah. So... Another question I wanted to ask you, because I remember, you know, when I was, you know, watching you in the studio for, you know, X amount of hours, watching you using, like, different equipments here and there. I wanted to ask you when it comes to, you know, the plugins itself, because I do know you use the R compressor, the EQ73 stock on Pro Tools, um, the uh, Puig Child 670. So when it comes to your template itself, um... How did, how did you uh, come up to create it? Because I remember you were telling me you used it to make sure you could go to different studios, but what made you create it, like, how you have it from, like, six, seven plugins on the arts? Um, I mean, it, well, I mean, as far as my recording template, it, it was strictly that. Like, it was just finding something that worked in all situations, and, like, as far as the actual settings, like, it just came... I think I was working with Usher. Oh, really? It was a writing camp for Usher. So I wasn't actually working with Usher. He would come in every once in a while. But um, it was like Rock City, uh, Sam Hook. You know, I was working with a bunch of different writers, and they all had different voices. 
Um, it was at the same studio, same mic and everything like that, but they all had different voices. So I basically just found like a, a setting, you know, on the, on the R compressor and the EQs and having them all work together that like, no matter who went in there, they sounded decent at least, you know, yeah. maybe not like final mix quality, but like good enough to get the point across. So it was really just kind of like, I think one day I just, you know, I was working super, because I used to do it like, okay, somebody went in the booth and then they come out and I'd be like, okay, give me five minutes, 10 minutes. I got to make it sound good, you know, but in that situation, you just got to, the next person's going in, they got an idea, next person, next person, like you don't have time to switch auxes, none of that shit. So like, I was just like, okay, I just got to figure out a way. No matter who's in there, I can just leave it on one aux, everybody running to the same aux, and they'll all sound decent. And uh, I think basically it just happened one day, like, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't have to touch nothing. Like, I can just leave it exactly like this. Everybody that goes in there sounds good. I was like, you know what? I should just make a template of this. Like, I'm going to use this every fucking time. And sure enough, it worked, you know every person I used it with, like, the songs will basically come out almost mixed already without me really having to do anything. So I was just like, yeah. okay. Wait, go like to yeah, because of you, I actually have multiple templates and presets that makes, like, any session I'm working on twice as fast because I'm not worried about, like, okay, I'm about to go into the studio, got to pull this plug in open, got to, if I want to go ahead and cut the lows or whatever, it makes it a whole lot easier on that part. So, another question I do have for you, because I don't think we ever talked about it, what is your favorite outboard gear to like, because I know most of the time, depending on the studio you're at, you might be in the box, but is there like one specific gear, like you go to a studio and you're like, oh, I gotta use that. I really don't use too much outboard gear. I mean, uh, like, if, uh, depending on how much time I got, like, I mean, I do like running my auxes through the SSL board. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, running some stuff through the Neve, but I'm not even really, like, adjusting anything. I'm just running it through it for color. Yeah. Um, the SSL, like, I might lightly touch the EQ just a little bit, but it's mostly for the compressor. Like, I, I do like the way that the, the analog compressor sounds on the SSL. I mean, honestly, the plug-in is pretty damn close, though. Like, yeah. the plug-in gets you almost there. I really, if you run, like, two of them back-to-back, -back, it sounds almost the same as as the as the analog one so i mean i can't lie i don't really see too much use in the analog like there's certain very specific situations that i feel like it adds color but to me there's not like a whole lot of reason to use analog anymore to be honest so yeah. so when it comes to the ssl plugin which one are you talking about waves um um ua yeah waves G channel, I just I, I rock the G channel, you know. I mean the the uh, the UA one is 
I don't know. They're they're both good. They have a slightly different sound, but yeah. um, I think I just I know how to work the G channel better. So I normally you know, the the waves E channel better. So it's like uh, I feel like the EQ on the UA one is better, but the compressor is more realistic on the uh, on the um, waves one. Okay. And like I said, I'm mostly using it for the compressor. Like I can figure out a way around the EQ, you know. Yeah. So. All right. And the last thing, what is? Have you learned something new? Because I know you're always like working on a mix or a track. Is there something that you know just going to you like? Oh, this is something I need to implement like right away. Um. No, I mean, I, not necessarily new, but I would say that my mixing style is changing, as it always does. Like, uh, you know, for a good part of the last five years, I was going pretty heavy on parallel compressors and um, trying to make the 80, like, trying to, trying to, like, how do I say it? Trying to, trying to trick people's ears when it comes to dynamics. Yeah. So, like, using the, the parallel compressors and uh, making shit as loud as possible. And I think now, after doing that for so long, everybody else caught on to that style. But I'm, I'm letting things breathe a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I'm leaving more dynamics in there. Um, not so much worried about just making it super fucking loud, you know. People are listening to it on... Um, off of their laptop now, you know, and and sometimes yeah. when you when you push the shit too hard with parallel compressors and stuff, like it doesn't sound good on a phone or a, a computer. So I'm trying to find like a a midway point when it comes to that. Okay. <laughs> don't ever use parallel compressors anymore, but I'm not parallel compressing the fuck out of everything quite as much as I used to. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you for that, man. So, Especially because people are not in the clubs like they used to be. You know? No one's in the club right now. Unless yeah. you're risky. Yeah, so it's like, okay, that's the whole reason why I was paralleling the shit out of everything is because people were listening to it on big fucking speakers that yeah. can handle that shit. Right now, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to do that. Like, so, yeah. That's what's All right. Fun. Well, I just want to say, you know, thank you for coming in, you know, giving me a chance to talk to you. It's been a minute since I've seen you, man. Um, next time, well, when it's safer, uh, come back to Georgia. We'll kick it, um, set up a session, learn some new tricks from you. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. And for anybody who's trying to get in touch with Steve or Vicky, his IG is S-T-E-V-E-H-Y-B-I-C-K-I. Um, like I said, very talented mix engineer, a great friend of mine, mentor. And I just want to say thank you again. Thank you again for coming in, man. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Hi, right, you too. You too. All right. Thanks. All right. Okay, so that was Steve Abicki. So real quick, so I can go ahead and let y'all know what's going on because my next guest will be here any minute now. So my name is Ray at RebelEars.com. You can go ahead and check on the website. Got a lot of uh, 
different episodes of podcasts on there, a lot of blogs on there. We also got pack to sell. We got the slime preset pack. We got the 420 preset pack. We got the like and throw from sample pack. You know, for producers who want to um, use some samples. I also got my ebook, the 10 quick tips to be a successful audio engineer. Um, it took me a while to create because like some of the tips that I learned from Steve, I put in the book when I was going to school for audio engineering at SAE. And even when I was, um, you know, running my own sessions at Castle Hill Studios and interning there, it was just a lot that I was learning. And actually one of um, my instructor is coming on. Um, his name is Bill Zimmerman. And, you know, it was a lot that I learned from him from the aspect of, you know, he is very talented to the point. Like, I remember there was one instructor who didn't know how to use, I'm trying to remember if it was Logic or Ableton, because he had to come in his uh, class um, to help him to use a plug, um, a software that he didn't know how to do. And it just made me aware of, like, you know, anytime you have a session, you should always focus on exactly, like, what you need to learn and what's not necessary. Like, anytime I go to the studio, the first thing I look for is the signal flow. Like, okay, what kind of mic they're using, what kind, what the mic is plugged into, what kind of interface, um, what preamp are they using? Um, is the uh, interface, does it have like uh, EQ or compressor already on it so I can go ahead and make the um, customized vocal chain? There's a lot of things in that nature that I do focus on. And, you know, it was very beneficial. Now, anytime I go to the studio, that's the first thing I look at. So now I got my next speaker. Um, Good friend, um, amazing instructor, talented mixing engineer, guitarist of um, Reptile Room. Let me go ahead and bring in Bill Zimmerman. How you doing? How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, man, wonderful, wonderful. It's been a minute since I've seen you. Yeah, it's been a really long time. How, how are you holding up in 2020? Man, you know, staying safe, staying inside with the family. But yeah. other than that, staying focused on learning something new. And I know with you, you always... Every time I look at your posts online, you're always um, either posting your new mixes or y'all having an interview with um, with the band. So I just want really want to talk to you about um, after you left SAE, I know you was working with Phil Tan, which is um, three-time Grammy Award winner, amazing um, mixing engineer. How was that? Uh, it's awesome. I still work with Phil all the time. So about like right. a, a good amount of engineering stuff I do for other artists it's still kind of the team with Phil yeah I still work for him I've been working for him for like I don't know a really long time because I interned for him a long time ago and then uh, kind of took some time off and like got some other jobs and stuff and then we reconnected later around when I was teaching at SAE so yeah I'm still working with him we just work very remotely which has worked out really good this year. Uh, a lot of people in like um, Europe, uh, Korea, LA, of course, and so it's all very remote. It's just a lot of files back and forth and all that. So yeah. It takes, uh, so it's made it, at least for people who are still wanting to work and stuff, it's made it a about the same, you know. I'm, I'm usually just holed up in my whole home studio here doing all that stuff. So it's been cool um, doing that. 
And yeah, I'm able to stay working remote since we're not supposed to be like seeing anybody. You know, that's, that's working out. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, real quick. So with you being, um, you know, working from home, has it helped with um, your consistency, like your flow of things? Because I know when you're in the studio, it's like a different vibe. Or are you used to working at home? Um. I like to work at home for most of the stuff that I do. Like I do a lot of mixing. Um, and then of course, when I'm doing any of the original stuff with my group, we're working out of here writing and just coming up with ideas and stuff. And so sometimes it's, I think it's nice to have like a private place to do all of that. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to the work for, for mixing in particular, I don't know that many people that like to mix with a bunch of people around or like in different environments, you know, like they're just the more secure, yeah. like chill. I think it is the better, the better work is going to get done for the mix. Like recording, writing and all of that is really fun in like a fast paced environment and then maybe in different places with different people. But like, I really like to spend my time mixing and like not really talk to anybody during it. So yeah. I like that. I like working at home for me. Yeah, I can understand. It can't be distracting. Like when you're in mix mode and then people are just talking to you, like you might be focused on like the snare head and they talking to you like, oh man, I want the 808 or the hi-hat sound this way or can you work on this instrument? And it just kind of like ruin the flow of things. Yeah, it's because it's just like a you just kind of follow your train of thought when you're mixing and then uh, you don't want too many trains of thoughts in the room because then it's all scrambled up. So, so yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely appreciate the home studio for certain things like that. I have it set up exactly how I want. I have all the gear that I like to use, but, uh, it gets lonely though, for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah, I do know. Yeah. I'm just, just doing email working out of here. So well, I right. remember you was doing that. Um, I'm sorry, Andrew. I remember you were doing that at SAE too. Like we'll be in the class, you up, um, you uploading a session. People would just be hitting you back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was uh, I, SAE was nice because I saw a lot of people every day, uh, which was like fun to you know, interact with that many people. Yeah, I saw like 60, 70 people in like a day. I think because I always taught two classes back to back. Yeah, and I was just talking a minute ago about, I'm trying to remember, I didn't put the instructor name, I know who it was, but it was one instructor that you had to come in his class and actually help him with um, a software. I'm trying to remember, was it Ableton or Logic? Ableton was, I I learned Ableton because no one at the time at SAE knew it, and no one really wanted to learn it because it's so different, and I guess a lot of people think it's weird. Yeah. So I kind of got into it. And just because I had to teach it because I was the only one who like kind of knew about it. But I really love it. I use it for live shows now, and it's insane what it does. Like, I run a fully programmed light show out of it. Mm-hmm. It's up with backtracks, and then I have, like, five to six live MIDI instruments queued up with samples that live on stage, run two voter mics through it all in real time while it's playing back the lights and everything. It's like... In, just on my uh, 2015 MacBook Pro, running like a full stage uh, 
setup off of the laptop. I don't know if that's the smartest, most reliable <laughs> thing, but Ableton at least is super dope at uh, keeping all of that stuff rocking. So we have problems sometimes, but I wouldn't even be that familiar with Ableton if I didn't kind of like have to learn it uh, back then because no one else really wanted to learn it to teach it. So that's like the long explanation of that. Yeah, but that's good. That's like anytime there's an issue, you already know automatically how to troubleshoot because you experience with it. Like things of that nature, and someone might be like, well, I don't know how to do that. That's like second nature to you because you've been using it for so long. Yeah, they really have used it to make music, but uh, um, but yeah, using it for the live show, you kind of just remember all the key commands, and then like if I'm ever in a pinch, I usually can figure it out quick. Which is good. Ableton's super dope. I love Ableton. Okay. Um, I actually got um, a question I've been wanting to ask you for years and never got a chance to. So, this was back um, when you just left SAE working with Bill Tan. Was there like a secret where everybody has their own, like, I guess, tip or method they use? Is that something that you learned from Bill Tan that you use, like, to this day? Um, People have asked me that before. A lot of the stuff I've learned from Phil is maybe less about engineering and more about just like general workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, he he just works super hard and he's super consistent. And like when something comes in to mix or we get something to do, he just does it. There's no like you know I, lo- I know a lot of people that kind of like will sit around and wait on something for a couple of days and then do it like procrastinate before deadlines and stuff. Yeah. That's the opposite of that. So I hope that some of that has rubbed off on me. <laughs> um, and then other than that, I think just his general approach I've pulled off um, or that I've pulled from him, I guess, is like to not uh, you know he just he doesn't have like a system where he does like the same thing every time. Like this is how I do kicks or this is how I do drums or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he really, it's kind of a cliche thing you hear all the time, but he really uh, approaches each song as the song, you know, like he'll listen to it and just decide what that needs. Sometimes it's not really much of anything. And sometimes it is that it all needs to be like redone from the ground up. It kind of just depends. Yeah. But more so than like little trick, like engineering tricks, I kind of learned to like listen first instead of touching stuff. Cause I used to, as soon as I got something to work on, I just started touching everything. I started going, okay, it's time to like beef this up and get it sounding how I think it should sound. And I yeah. think in a little more time, just listening now and trying to figure out how much it even needs my help. So I think that's like a, a thing that a lot of really successful engineers know and that, a bunch of us who are learning kind of takes you a while to get that like mindset, I guess, because we get so excited about jumping in and like changing stuff, you know? So yeah. learning when to just leave it alone or slightly touch it and like understand someone else's vision for a song, except for just your own vision for someone else's song. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's probably what I super simple kind of like philosophy stuff, maybe like mixing philosophy. Yeah, actually, like, get lost in the track before you even touch it. I, I understand that completely. Um, because, like, automatically that should be something that you, like, try to slowly 
like in a way fall in love with the track even if it's not something that you listen to it gives you time to at least like okay this is the direction they're going to let me at least sit down for a minute so with you how long well that would be hard to say because i know with every mix over there it's it depends on how many tracks or two tracks if it has a two track how long does it normally take you to make the does it take like two, three days, or are you the type who can mix a song in a day and then go to the next one, or it just depends on the session itself? I don't typically ever spend more than like a day on a mix. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Well, not if you if you look at the whole project, then yeah. it'll take more than a day because you go back and forth and stuff. But uh, yeah, I I usually won't spend more than a day on like a first draft just because. Uh, I get worried about, it, it depends on how well I know who I'm working for, because, like, I get worried about if I spend too long on something that's going the wrong direction, Yeah, huge waste of time for them and for me, because if I spend two days dialing in this style that's, like, not even close to what they want, um, and then I send it to them, and they're like, yeah, this isn't what I want, we both just lost two days on the project, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, uh, and I guess everyone do a little different, but like I try to uh, kind of pump out something really fast, just with my just instincts, you know, and off to them as a draft and be like, "Hey, uh, this is my first idea," and just get the back and forth started quick, um, as quick as I can. When it, when it's a new client, I usually will spend not a not two days mixing it, but I'll usually spend like a half a day mixing and then like a half a day listening and then maybe a little bit of adjustments the next day. Yeah. Just want to be confident on the first one I send. Uh, if it's someone I already have worked for before, then I kind of know what they want more so. And then I might even do it quicker and just be like, Hey, this is kind of, you know, what we normally do and just shoot it off soon because the, the valuable, the valuable way to like finish, I guess, the mix is getting a little bit of the back and forth. You want them to be happy. So as soon as you can see what they're thinking, uh, the sooner you guys can both think. So I try to not get stuck on stuff for too long. I try to move through it. Okay. That, that's good right there, especially working with somebody new. Um, like, I guess it's easier working with someone on a consistent basis and then you know, of course, with COVID, a lot of clients, you know, especially new ones, not circling as much as they used to because everybody is uh, nervous of going to the studio. And then even, you know, putting their project in um, someone new who they probably heard from another person in their hands. So I can understand that. Yeah. It's, yeah, some people, everyone's looking for something a little different out of mixing, you know, like when yeah. they're off to get it mixed. Sometimes they just want to check of approval and they don't really want you to it and they don't even know that that's what they want. You know, they're just like, I love the song, but I need to get it mixed, whatever that means. Or, and then it goes to a mixer and then the mixer like changes it and then they get all confused. Whereas really sort of like lift a couple problem areas maybe and give it back kind of how it is. And then other people are like, maybe don't like their song or their mix that much like to begin with and they're hoping like a mixer will just completely reshape it and bring this 
So it's like those are two completely opposite uh, jobs almost. So you've got to feel people out. And a lot of people won't know how to tell you which one they want first. Back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, even on that aspect with me, because now, well, me and my part, my partner and I, we um, we normally like book sessions at Castle Hill, but we space it out because of fucking COVID. They have like a lot of hand sanitizer, a lot of stuff to wipe down, equipment, yeah. and all in that nature. So it is good on the fact that you know, depending. Uh, who we work with. There's some people I don't like working with. There's some people I do like working with, but they will never know because the thing is, you know, I'm doing my job. And, you know, it's something I love to do. And I just want to say, you know, thank you for, you know, I learned a lot from you at SAE. I just want to say thank you for, you know, just inspiring me because you're always consistent with, you know, not just mixing, but doing what you love, especially, you know, with Reptile Room. And I just want to say, you know, Thank you for that. And I have one Thank more question for you. So, when you mix them, what are like your five go-to plugins that you use? So, any category, just like any plugin that I always grab, pretty much. Yes, it could be for mixing, recording, you know, Wave, UAD, Omnisphere, Okay, um, I'm gonna try to not say any of the like common ones, but there are probably some. <laughs> Um, I've used the C's waves before. Oh yeah, the multi um, multi band compressor. Yeah, and I, yeah. I just use on these waves presets. Like I, there's like three of them that I like a lot, and I just use them all the time. Um, and um, I really like playing with vocal synth, the Isotope. It's less for mixing, more for fun stuff. But Isotope Vocal Synth, you can do some really crazy, uh, like triggered vocoding and like robot voices and like ride it on piano roll and get all yeah. sorts of stuff going on. So that thing's really fun. Um, I like to put the, I don't know if these are my top five. I'm just thinking of five off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. yeah. It don't have to be a top. Something that you like, you know, this is my go-to basically. I use a bunch of Pro Tools stuff. Uh, a lot of times, I, like I said, I work really fast. In the like, I just like click on stuff and move stuff, and I don't. I probably should try out more plugins, but I don't. I just click on stuff that's quick. So, like, I use the Pro Tools seven band EQ constantly. I use Deverb, which I, I think a lot of people hate Deverb, but I use it as like my main reverb on like uh, everything, kinda which is funny. Um, I really like it. And then uh, the this, the Pro Tools Spring Reverb is really cool too, but it's really specific, so that's for like an effect more so than like a, a vocal sound or something. I yeah. use H-Delay, which I know is like... That's one of my favorites, yeah. A common delay people like. I'm trying to think of something a little more different that I use a lot. I know there is one. I'm looking at my um, So you working on the session right now? Yeah, we're we've been working with these uh, the the band Reptile Room. We we've been working with these like 
this Italian record label with like a bunch of uh, dance music that we've been doing like feature vocals. Like they uh, basically hire us to do features and then we write and record it, send it back and then they do what they do with it. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now because we have to send a couple in um, tonight. But uh Oh, I use one knob pumper all the time on stuff um, because a lot of like synths and pads and things like that can kind of feel stale uh, or like hi hat loops and stuff can kind of like kind of boring and flat or something. Yeah, pumper you can set it to different. It's always like automated to the tempo, but you can set it to different speeds and like pulses, and it'll just kind of like add a little bit of what feels like a groovy, like, human feel to stuff. It's like an automatic side chain, but you can use it for different stuff than that. So that's probably my weird one that I use a lot. Yeah, I, I use, um, what was it? It wasn't perfect. It was, like, um, a batter. I think that was, like, a one-off batter. Yeah, I have, like, three of them. I have driver and louder and pumper. But, yeah, I mean, I love stuff like that because... <laughs> Of, uh, wanting to create music and listen to it do the work fast than to like I'm not like a really a gear nerd or a plug-in nerd like I spend, I like to spend more time like making music than like learning gear and stuff so I don't yeah. know a balance there but that's why I tend to just grab really stuff and then if I need more complex I'll find it but I'd rather not all right. Well, I'm not gonna go ahead and keep you because I know you still got, you know, mixing to work on. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming in, and we're gonna be linking up soon again. So thank you. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Have a good show. All right. Thank you. All right. So All right. So that was uh, Bill Zimmerman, one of my instructors when I was at SAE Institute. Um, like I said, dope mixing engineer. Um, he's in the band Reptile, Reptile Room, and you see his IG right there, so you can go ahead, uh, follow him, hit him up. So our next speaker, we got Rob Pyramidium. He is a great friend of mine, known him for years. Like, honestly, he is like my um, my personal trainer at the moment. We go to um, Piedmont Park. We just went up there yesterday. We're going to going up there tomorrow just work out but right now we're going to get more in depth when it comes to like the golden ears um ears frequencies and that nature so let me go ahead and bring them in how you doing Ryan? how you doing what's up man all right so oh, had to bring them back in there we go there we go i see you yeah, yeah so um so far um how you doing so far you um doing anything right now getting ready to no I'm good. Just, just you know, planning out the day, planning out the course. You know, studying. Yeah. Oh no, I keep. There we go. Yeah, always studying. Like I am too. Matter of fact, I'm um, studying more on um, the four, four three two frequency, four thirty two. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a powerful uh, uh, sophagio frequency. Yeah, um, I, I came across it in uh, the Quadrivia. That's where I first learned about it. That's one of my favorite books and, and topics to study, you know? 
This yeah. book right here. Check it out. Oh, Quadrivium. Okay, yeah, I remember you were yeah. telling me about that book too. I actually got to get more on depth with that because, you know, it can, like, alter your mood. It's crazy, but a lot of people don't even know, like, different frequency range can, like, make you feel um, a sort of energy. It can put you in a good mood or a bad mood. Now, this is, yeah. something, this is something that I learned from a drummer boy who's a producer. So he said, anytime you're in the studio and you're working on the bass, like sub 808, what you can do, get like a, a glass water or a cup of water and put it right, I think either on top or right next to the speaker because different mm. low frequencies will make, you know, the water ripple like different. Um, a certain different Yeah, and yeah. it's crazy. Cymatics. Yeah. yeah. Because we're made of 75% water, so a certain frequency might just pump us up to just move around don't even know why, but it's like not just the melody, it's like the lows of it that's, you know, making you, you know, feel the groove of whatever you're listening to at the moment. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a profound, a profound connection with vibration and life for obvious reasons. But I think music itself, not just from an entertainment standpoint, I think the art and the science of music itself is highly advanced. And I think we're just scratching the surface on its capabilities for the simple fact that it can affect our mood and our state of mind and affect our our, our whole cellular membrane. You know, if, they, if you touch certain frequencies, to yeah. me, that's profound. And that, that, that just, to me, that's just the, 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 the beginning of a very advanced science that's already in place. You know, I mean, even down to the, you know, we uh, we were talking earlier about the golden ear, you know, yeah. and how it's like, wow, you, you know, looking at, uh, for rebel ears. And why, why is our ears shaped that way? Oh, one second. Why is, yeah. why is our ears shaped that way? And when you get into the science and the engineering of music, music is geometry music is a formation music is form and function moving and it's a very specific form and function to our ear to our inner ear to you know the cochlea that 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 sends the signals to our brains to hear harmony or to hear melody and i want to take music back to that time to where it wasn't it wasn't just for entertainment which i love but it was also a deep 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 science so, you know, part of my uh, passion, you know, in music is to explore the science of it, you know, and that's entertaining for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, when it comes to that, I do know, try to remember, because we was also talking about, you know, the normal human well, I can barely hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Can no, hear I can't me? hear you. Uh, let's see. Um, are you using the Bluetooth? Can you hear me? Can you Hello? hear me? Yeah, I hear you. You hear me? Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, okay, so we're going to have to bring Raw back in in a minute. Uh, seeing about his, um, Signal with the um, 
I guess with the Bluetooth. But uh, like we was talking about, um, you know, the human hearing with me, I do know when it comes to the natural human hearing, it goes from, you know, 20 to 20,000 hertz. And from there, you know, something over that, it can really rupture your eardrums. All right, there we go. Do you hear me? There we go. I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's good. That's good. I was just talking about the aspect of, you know, listening to the frequencies from 20 to 20,000 hertz. Like, yeah. you know, too, too loud can rupture your ears. And, you know, anything lower than that, you know, the normal human can't even hear. So, um, something else when it comes to the... Um, the golden ears I wanted to to you know kind of bring more information on so uh, say uh, a lot of uh, some laboratories like uh, cellular biologists they yeah. use a 5 to 8 hertz to stimulate cellular growth so there are certain frequencies especially when it's uh, uh, better known as spatial frequencies from 432 to 528 and then you know harmonically increases that literally stimulate cellular growth and coherence throughout the body, brain, and and the whole nervous system. So it's uh like I said, this I, I see the future of medicine going into aspects of music and resonance and sound and vibration, literally restoring cellular damage and mental damage and and, and nervous damage. Yeah. Okay, so I actually want to thank you on that because there's like so much information on that and there's still so much we are still trying to learn. Like even when it comes to the, the human hearing because it's a wavelength. Yeah. So let's say if um, I clap my hand, it's a wavelength automatically that's forming that triggers a direction towards my ear. Like let's say if an ambulance is passing by, you don't know exactly which direction because it's a loud wavelength, but it's yeah. like, so everybody can hear it, it's coming from all directions, which is crazy. You might think it's coming from the front of you and it's right behind you. Yeah, but it's yeah. crazy how how you can you can see sounds and you, mm -hmm. and you can hone in, like like especially if you're, you know, say you're, you're in a band or, you, or you're listening to a track with many different instruments, yeah. and you can hear something's out of tune, you know? Or you can hear if you hear, hey, this this needs to be a little bit louder to uh, to to synergize the music or to harmonize it. The way that we hone our focus to, through sound is through the form of our ear and through the form of our inner ear. Going back to the golden ear, it's a larger spiral embedded into a smaller spiral embedded into a signaling wave straight to the brain to even perceive. Oh, the ambulance is coming from this direction. Oh, this 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 beat is slightly out of tune, or this instrument is slightly out of tune. We need to tweak it this way. So the fact that the precision, the precision of the sound, you know, basically the ear is seeing geometry through vibration. And to hone in the focus to see it accurately, it seems like our body and nature is designed around that golden ear to focus the sound into more to a more harmonic form, you know? So it, it, to me, that's amazing how nature, you know, arranges harmony, you know, through a living body or through the environment around you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you get more in depth with it, actually, you know, do research and study, you find out the information is out there and it's crazy. Like so much information, you know, we got Google, we got YouTube, anything you want to learn. There's a video or there's a post about it. So you just gotta take yeah. time to like check it out. So hey one of I, my one of my favorite one of my favorite artists, John Coltrane. He John was Coltrane? He, he, Yes, he was a scientist. He was not a jazz musician. He was a scientist. Mm. And he would incorporate um, he would incorporate fractals in his in his music. And basically like he would incorporate the circling fifths or the circling fourths to also incorporate quantum physics and, and relativity and how it all harmonized together. And that's going back to the quadrivium on how like Music harmonizes so much more. Think, think about the effect of you know music on the world, you know, and how it brings different people all over the world. They say math is a universal language. Well, so is music, because music is math and form and geometry. But that harmony is unlimited. So I go back to the when it, you take it back to the science and how it brings together so many different elements. We're just scratching the surface of an advanced science. Because it's so pleasing to us, you know, at this point, I think if we, we bring that science element, we'll realize, oh, this is far more profound than just sounding good. This yeah. is this is a, an advanced chemistry, you know, through vibration, resonance, coherence, and harmony. Okay. Well, real quick, I want to say, you know, thank you for, you know, giving me time to, you know, talk to you, especially when it comes to the golden ear frequency. Uh, how it oh, my us. pleasure, man. Yeah, my and, pleasure. And then um, hopefully tomorrow we'll uh, link up at uh, Piedmont Park. You know, get a good workout in, man. That that Fibonacci alchemy. You already know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get more in depth with the Fibonacci alchemy the next time we speak. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you again for coming in, and I'll talk to you later. All right. All right, brother. Appreciate it. All right, no all problem. Right. No problem. All right. So right now our next guest is. Um, Rio, he is the creative director of Fly Hippie. Um, very, you know, focused individual. I've known him for years. Very driven. The type of people you want to be around. So let me go ahead and bring in Rio. Yo. How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, bro? Uh, man, wonderful, wonderful. Just, um, you know, bringing a lot of good guests in. I had to bring you in real quick, so... Go ahead and let them know, you know, about Fly Hippie, you know, how they can get a shirt. I already see you got the Fly Hippie gear on. Mm. You know. I see you got it on too, man. That's oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, man. Yeah, man, we got to get you some more shirts, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, let them know, like, it's a family-owned business, like, starting yeah. from the ground up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, um, I mean, just to... Give a little introduction. I am Brio, uh, one of the founders of Fly Hippie. Uh, my other little brother and my older brother, you know what I'm saying, they're the founders also. Uh, it's crazy how we came up with the whole Fly Hippie uh, situation, man. We was, I think we was at DSW one day, and uh, everybody was just talking about around us about how fly we were or whatever, you know what I'm saying, how cool we were, how down to earth and loving and caring we are, you know what I'm saying, you know, so... Everybody looked at us as hippies, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's that's true. But, you know, 
we kind of fly with ours, you know what I'm saying? So that's how yeah. we came up with the word fly hippie. Um, and we just took off from there, you know what I mean? Um, from the music side aspect, you know, my little brother doing all this great music. I'm to my great, great music to the clothing line. Um, everything is looking, looking up for us. So I'm kind of excited because we got a lot going on. Um, I don't want to, I'll let my brother tell the rest of the story, but from, from my side, the clothing line, um, it's pretty much just about, you know, just, just, just loving yourself, man. That's where the fly comes from, you know, forever love yourself. Yeah. We try to preach that so much to people, man, because you can't love everybody else if you don't love yourself, man. That's why we really, really stress on loving yourself, man, because people need love in this world. You, you'll be surprised how, how many lives you can change, you know, just by bringing love into their world. You know, and there's yeah. not a lot of people that receive the type of love that everybody else receives, you know what I mean? So if you can just bless one person with that love, you know, a day at a time, man, just imagine how better the world would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me go ahead and do this for you because I want you to have the platform to talk about Fly Hippie, the website, um, anything in that nature. I'll give you like probably three, four minutes of that, all right? Cool. All right, so I'll be back in a minute. Go ahead and, you know, let them know. Absolutely. So uh, we do have a website, uh, flyhippieofficial.com. Uh, we've been selling out a lot of stuff, so we're very grateful for that. Um, and for everybody that's been purchasing stuff, man, I just want to say thank you. And we appreciate you so, so much um, on behalf of, you know, Fly Hippie and myself. We really do appreciate it. Um, there's been a lot of people that's been asking about uh, what we're going to do for the wintertime. Just stay patient. Be patient with us. Uh, we're working on it right now. We're, we're coming up with a whole bunch of designs that we want to go with. And we also test running different materials. Um you know, because we want to have that best quality, um, but we want to have the best prices for you as well. So, you know, we're trying to make sure that everything adds up on the line of being able to make it affordable for everybody and make it affordable for us as well. So just stay tuned. I mean, we got a lot of good designs coming out and they're coming soon. We're going to drop them all in one time. Um, as far as, you know, the music side of things with Fly Hippie, um, you got my brother working with Rudy Ray. Um, on Thank the Three, great album. Um, the stuff they're doing on that album is just, oh man, it's mind blowing. I can't wait for him to drop that. And he also have another album he's coming out with. Um, it's gonna be a whole collab with an artist by the name of Gavo Stone, and it's gonna be called Live Good. Man, that's, I think that's gonna be a crazy album. It's gonna, it's gonna be kind of like an Outcast type of album. And you got one guy, which is Gavo Stone, who do the instruments and sing guitars and all that. Then you have my brother bringing in the fire lyrics, man. I just can't wait for that to come out. I can't wait for y'all to hear it because I've heard, you know, certain music from them from the past, and, man, it was great. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, man, Fly Hippie is, we all about great positive energy. That's what we love, man, just straight positive energy. You know what I mean? Um, for those who want to shop with us, you know, and, and be a part of this brand, be a part of this team, man, because we can't do it without y'all. Please, please go to flyhippieofficial.com. That is flyhippieofficial.com. And we will appreciate every purchase. We'll try to reach out to you and thank you personally um, because, you know, it's all love at the end of the day, man. We can't do it without y'all. So y'all who we do it for. So at the end of the day, like I said, man, it's all love. We appreciate y'all so much. 
And, uh, yeah, man, just stay tuned for a lot of great things to come. Yeah. So um, another thing, of course, um, dealing with COVID, because you were somebody who invested in your passion. So I don't know if you got into um, – well, I didn't hear it. So with your um, – I'm trying to remember. It's like a, a pressing kit. It's like a – it makes the shirts, right? Right. And y'all invested money out of y'all pockets to get uh, there. For sure. Um, you know – I ain't going to say how much, but we really invested, like, like we really invest into this brand. Um, yeah. We didn't, we didn't go out looking for somebody who already had it. We, we built it from the ground up, um, from the ink materials, the ink screens, vinyls, everything. Uh, like I said, you know, we purchased our own shirts and our own clothes and come up with our own designs and print out our own, you know, print them all out, you know, pretty much. Uh, we, it was a big investment. We struggled at the beginning. Um, it took us a while for to get it off the ground. Like I used to tell Steven all the time. Well, I used to tell Ray all the time how I was going to come out with this brand. And, and I wasn't going to stop until the brand happened. And, yeah. you know, from looking back then when I used to tell him that all the time to looking at us now, man, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Um, you know, it's been a couple of people that we did uh, runways for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm I'm thankful for them because they still reach out to us. Uh, we were supposed to do, we were supposed to do one, I think what right before right before the COVID, but yeah. because of the COVID, we had to you know we had to slow it down. But it's all good. It's all love. When everything get back to rolling, we'll be right back, right back at it. <coughs> um, the clothes not gonna stop though. We're gonna yeah. still push those. We're gonna sell those. You know, we're gonna have ten dollars shirts. We're gonna have twenty dollars shirts. All different type of materials. Just like I was saying earlier, you know, we've been really working on trying to get the best quality material uh, for the best price for our customers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we don't want to hit people over the head. That's not us. That's not what we do. That's not what we like to do. You know what I mean? We would rather everybody everybody be able to share that love with representing our brand, you know, for the best price as possible. Yeah. So with um, Fly Hippie, because I know with you, um, what year was it? 2013 or 14 that uh, you have like started like the idea. It was 15. 2015. It was 15. Oh, we right. was talking about it. We was talking about it 14, and and I actually started putting in the groundwork at 15. Uh, 15. That's when we like at the beginning of it was like right at the beginning of 15, like uh, the, like middle of January, end of January. That's when we got the LLC, the trademark. And all that good stuff, like I said. I mean, we didn't know. We really didn't know what to do. We just like, okay, well, we get the LLC, then what? Oh, okay, we get the trademark, then what? But then once we start to really understand how it works, as far as the business on the business side, um, that's when everything started to fall in. You know what I mean? Fall in order, fall in line. So that's something big too when it comes to um, the trademark, because I know, of course, you have to have your LLC. There was actually a situation I found out that. Like you can have the LLC. Let's say um, it's called, um, let's say, um, okay, Fly Hippie LLC, right? Let's right. say someone else owned the LLC, but you own the Fly Hippie trademark. Right. They can't use Fly Hippie for anything. They can't use the name. They can't right. use any affiliation, any merchandise that said Fly Hippie. Right. They either guy give it to you or like discard it. So it's crazy. Like something as small as that, people don't even like think to realize you really got to yeah. understand the business of it instead of just thinking like, okay, you know, I'm going to just make some shirts 
and right. not getting the LLC or trademarks, you know, you sell a hundred thousand and then someone bought it, you got to pay them to use it. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. It, it really is. And, and a lot of people don't understand that aspect of the business side. You know, I understand everybody want to make shirts or make this and do that and do this. I say before you do any of that, please get the business side in order. Um, because you don't want to go out here and come up with something that's so brilliant, so genius, and, and then somebody take it away from you. Um, it sucks, you know. Uh, we had a battle. We were battling at the very beginning uh, with the whole trademark. Uh, somebody else had, they had fly hippies or something like that. They spelled it differently, and they had a Z at the end. And we couldn't, we couldn't really do too much or do as much as we wanted to do until that, like they settled that and that took like a whole year for them to, to dispute that or whatever so you know please just just please do the business first <laughs> get your get your trademark get your llc and then go from there um but trademark most importantly please get the trademark that is that is very 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 important because when you trademark something that's for the that's for the entire u.s when you when you do llc stuff like that that's that's like statewide so you know it's best to just go ahead and get the trademark first and then get the LLC then you go from there man sky's the limit after that so let me ask you this when it came to the, um, the trademark because I'm still doing research on that on the aspect of Rebel Ears how much did it cost to um, trademark uh, Fly Hippie well it all depends on it, it really depends on what all you're trying to do uh, with that trademark uh, mm -hmm. Cause like it's certain certain styles, certain clothes, um, different things cost more. You know, it just mm -hmm. like I said, it depends on what you want to do. Like if you want to go in for entertainment, that's going to cost more than doing clothes. Um, and then if you do want to do clothes, you have to list everything that you want to sell, and that mm -hmm. will determine your price as well, your price range. Whether you want to do shirts or just do hoodies or do everything you know it's all a different price range so once you get into the trademark you know you can go to uspto.gov and they give you everything they will run you through everything um every question you have every single question you have they have the answer for and they have they'll give you the price range and everything so i i highly recommend everybody go to uspto.gov um to actually look in and go through the trademark situation and make sure that you got everything in order. Yeah. And then, um, try to remember also with, um, okay. So this deals with, um, if you try to get your LLC. So I know with Georgia, the website is like ecorp.sos.ga.gov. So ecorp.sos.ga.gov. And then from there, you can um, pick, you know, online services, and of course you gotta make an account. And I think an LLC is either a hundred, hundred and fifty now. To, um, it's it's, uh, it's actually a hundred. How much I paid? Because I just got another. I just did another business. I got another business. So oh, okay. Yeah. Um. It was. It came up to like a hundred fifty, hundred fifty five dollars. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then I do know, like. The annual registration, you got to pay that annually. If you have an LLC, you got to pay like $50 every year. If not, then they will take, you can't use um, Correct. 
Well, you won't have the LLC no more unless you have to pay to uh, get it established. And I forgot how much that costs, but it's, it's a waste of money. You know? No, you yeah, know? you're right, man. Hey, man, what you, you got your business over there, man? You yeah, you got all the answers, man. Hey, man, I'm, I'm still learning. But, like, even with the trademark, there was stuff I didn't learn that you just brought to my attention. So I just want to thank you for that, honestly, because, you know, Day by day, of course, you can like look up anything on Google and YouTube. But yep. if you don't, you know, take the initiative of actually doing it, then you just wasting time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can always, you know, you can research. You do do your research. But I would rather I would rather be the person to tell you know to tell my others you know what I mean how to actually do it, opposed to having them go on the website and look this up, look that up, you know. And that's what a lot of people are lacking nowadays. Like, you know, if somebody come to me and want that information, who am I to hold any type of information from somebody? You know what I mean? I love yeah. to see everybody grow. I love to see everybody do their own business. I just love that. So any information that I can give, I'm more more than willing to give it to them. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, man, I love everybody. I mean, yeah. you get on my <laughs> nerves, but, you know, I love you too, bro. Well, man, you know, it's been a minute since I've seen you, man. And, you know, congratulations on being an uncle again. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Little Mirror Man, he is something else. He cries a lot, just like his dad. <laughs> I love him, though. I love him to death, man. But, yeah, man, it's truly a blessing, man. Who knows? He might, um, you know, build up on Fly Hippie as, you know, he gets old. No, absolutely. Um, It would definitely be passed down. Uh to either my son whenever I have one and then uh, you know Amir as well any of our family members you know what I mean it's a it's a family business and that's how we want to run it um, yeah man yeah I'm, I'm just blessed and thankful man I'm, I'm blessed I'm thanking you for having me on here man to be able to share thank any you. information that I can um, I'm blessed to be alive man thank God man thank the most high cause you know I just had a situation you know what I mean a, a nice, nice, nice little accident, but <laughs> nice, nice little accident. <laughs> a nice, nice little accident, man. But I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful to walk out of it with with no major injuries, man. Just internal bruising. Thankful, man. Just thankful. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go ahead and you know bring in the next guest. But I just want to say thank you again, Rio. We're gonna be talking, you know, right after the live stream. Absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, and the next one we're gonna actually have some. Um, some new gear with Fly Hippie that you're going to present. Absolutely, man. I got I got the gear. Uh, yeah, next time I get on, we will have something for you guys. Uh, a lot for you guys, actually. So y'all just stay tuned, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. FlyHippieOfficial.com. Please go check it out. I mean, we almost sold out of everything, but don't worry. We got more to come. We got more on the way. Love. All right. So now we're going to have our next guest come in. This is J.B. Hoodrich. He is, like, in my opinion, one of, like, the consistent promoters in Atlanta. Um, like, his um, clientele is crazy. Like, just early, I think it was just yesterday, Cassidy had his um, album released, and it was at his event at um, O.G. Hoodrich's um, new location. And, you know, he worked on with, like, DJ Screen, Future. The list goes on. That was just a few. So let me go ahead and bring him in. How you doing, JB? Man, what's going on with you? What's going on, Steven? How you doing? All uh, right, man, wonderful, wonderful. You know, just, um, 
letting them know a little about you, but I do want you to, you know, let them know what you got going on, um, being a promoter, staying consistent, mm-hmm. especially during COVID and staying safe during COVID too. Yeah. Well, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm originally from, uh, you know, South Carolina, you know, but, you know, Atlanta's definitely my second home, but here's this 05. I got off the ground promoting in 09. Um, I've been doing. I've been. I've been doing a long time, man. I've seen a lot of people right now that's actually on the scene. It's been on the scene. I just decided to step up not too long ago, and I wouldn't call myself a promoter. I would say more of a public figure, you know. Okay. When you get JB Hoodrich, you know, you get you know, you get a network. You know, everyone can believe every promoter have a particular network. So, um, yeah. Well, they have a particular network, but not, you know, a, a network. You know, but I, you know. But anyway, so uh, right now, you know, doing Corvette. I would recommend for, you know, if you're not doing it already for most club promoters, um, the goal you want to do right now is basically you want to seek a bigger venue, okay? A bigger venue because we have to be able to have the space to be able to throw part, you know, to throw your parties or whatever. Um, yeah. Every section should be sanitized before entry, you know. The whole entire place should be sprayed down. There's, there's no reason why. Um in my parties, we, uh, we do have a, uh, you, you are allowed to wear a mask, it is not a, a requirement, but the space that we have, we don't allow capacity over 150 people. The space is maybe capacity, just in one room is probably like 500. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't have more than 150 people in at a time, so it's enough, you know, space to give your, you know, six feet, uh, uh, what they call it, your six feet. Oh, social distancing, uh, away, yeah. You know, rules or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, right now, y'all got to check me out, Main Strand, every Tuesdays. So y'all have to forgive me, man. I'm ripped. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. You know, I'm a beverage manager as well. But um, you have to check me out, Main Strand Tuesdays. It's a little pop-up shop, right? And this pop-up mm-hmm. shop, you can come for shop for anything from your local edibles, you know, all the way down to things like this that I bought for my daughter. This is actually a bow. I'm going to show you guys real quick. Um. <laughs> You know, there's different things that we have to offer. On this. One second. Oh, I think I saw the vendor too. It was um the Jamaican vendor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Um, exactly you can find little things like this. You know, it's just five dollars. I bought this for my uh, five-year-old daughter right here. Okay. You know, um, it's it's, it's funny things. We have uh, different boutiques. Uh, if you know, if you market your own clothes, you know, shout out to Fly Hippie Officials. Um, I see you guys doing heavy things. I'm trying to actually get them in there, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we can uh, continue to do, you know, our Black Lives Matter movement definitely and support, you know, our brand because it's a very big thing, you know. We are responsible for $1.2 trillion of the spending of the United States, so I don't see why we shouldn't spend it among ourselves. So, Mainstream Tuesday is what it's all about, you know. So, yeah, I totally um, agree on that, yeah. So, definitely come out every Tuesday. Um, other than that, man, you know, just, you know, continue to cover up as you go out. Be careful about touching doors, you know, keep your hand, hand sanitizer on you. We keep hand sanitizer around every venue that I do. We put hand sanitizer in every place where you can, you know, possibly move. So there's really no excuses why we can't stay clean. Yeah. Just remember to wash your hands when you come out of the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. And then with you. Because I do know as a public figure, but also, you know, being around Atlanta, how do you, you know, find the next venue? How do you find, like, you know what, this is, like, the area I would have worked with because, of course, it could go from 
talking to the venue owner to even right. as quickly as talking to the bartender? How did, how did that work out for you? Well, I mean, if you believe in, you know, what you're doing, you have to understand what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I believe a long time ago that I was capable of building a network and I decided to build that network. But what it consisted of is paying attention to what's in my field. So if I deal with the industry, that involves waitresses, club owners, um, multiple different things, you know. So um, I feel like you have to be able to breathe it. You have to be able to... You really have to be able to breathe what, what, what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere. First rule, if you're serious about what you're doing, you're out doing it every day. There is not one night that I don't go out and hit somewhere of importance where I run into important people to be able to make my moves come to life. So there, there goes the secret for you right there. Um, if you want to be able to do what you're doing, you have to be able to be in the area of what you love. Not just the area of work or whatever. You go to where they are. You be be amongst them. And if you continue to do that, whatever you're trying to manifest, whatever you want to do will come to life. But it's, you know, it's all up to you. It's all about what you want to do, man. So the way I move, you hit my phone right now, type in bartender, you're going to get 100. You know what I'm saying? Club owners, you're going to get about 30. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm in those areas to be able to meet from people. You can't be, what's that word, too. I just have to be bold. You got to speak to people. They don't know unless you're telling them, you know what I'm saying, what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... I, as you move, please believe if I don't even say anything, you're gonna know who JB Lurich is before I walk out the room. Because that's oh, yeah. who I am. That's what I believe. Yeah. So and then I like. Yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm listening. No, I mean, and so if you believe in whatever you do and your craft, or whatever if you're breathing, it it'll definitely come to life. You just have to be able to see your vision. Yeah. And then also with you, like consistency is the key, and people don't understand. Like yesterday was a. Uh, Cassidy album release, and I saw it was hacked. But everybody was wearing masks, and that was a good thing. But it just shows, like, you know, COVID doesn't have to stop what you're doing, especially if you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you know what you're doing, you know, if you know if you're high risk and you're around, you know, if you live with elderly people, we both know that your your, you know, your chances of stepping out is slipping on. So if you do step out, make sure you have the sanitizer in your pocket. They got. They have sanitizer wipes. Keep them in your pocket. Take them with you. Keep a mask on where you go, and just be careful of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, because mm-hmm. of course, you know, you talking about the different venues. I know you're a one man army from making sure the door girls there, making sure the vendors are there, making sure if you're working with another promoter, which is you know it happens if you um. You link with them, security, making sure yeah. the venue owner is uh, comfortable, uh, making sure the DJ's there, making sure the host is there, making sure like there's alcohol in the building. Like, how how are you able to like keep all that together? Because that's a lot of different um, individuals you have to deal with, especially if you're doing this weekly. Like, how do, how do you work that together? That's like over thirty people you got to deal with like every week. That's funny you said that. Um, I've, that. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Um, I guess you just got to love what you do, man. I really think that's the key in the answer to, to what you said. You just have to love what you do now. Eventually, yes, you do have to put people in place to be able to get to the next step. But first, if you don't know how to do it yourself, you have to create it. Then you have to know what to, how to do yourself. Then you have to find people that's like-minded, not want to do what you want to do. 
that are like-minded and you put them in position of what you were doing and allow them to manifest in the areas that they need to manifest in, you know? Um, so, nah, I mean, you got to love to do it, man. You know, um, I'm, I, I've always been good in clutch situation. Um, actually, my, my, my close friend actually called me clutch. Like, I'm always, I guess I'm always the clutch, you guys. So, um, yeah, I always remember, man, follow me. You ever need me, JB Hoodrich? If you can't find it, I can. Everybody get on that six degrees of separation, man. It's a big yeah. deal. And then I also like what you said about, um, like, if there's something that you're passionate about, of course, you know, stay consistent with it. But even right. on the aspect of having someone else to do the work for you, outsourcing, that that can, like, really lighten the load, especially, like, you as a promoter, you can't do everything yourself. I remember, you know, years ago from, like, um, events that you um, started from the ground up, money out of your pocket, there was time when the door girl was late, like, when no one was at the venue yet, you had to watch the door. Or even, like, years ago, I remember uh, one of the bartenders were late, and it was packed. You had to serve, like, the liquor, and then, you know, you had someone else to take your place. But it just shows, like, how humble you are, especially, you know, even being a public figure, things got to get done. You can't just leave it for anybody, because if you do, then if something falls down, and yet it is your fault, but you don't want to, like, have to yeah. depend on other people. Right, let me tell you something, and I don't fail. That's why I feel like I'm very good at doing it. I don't believe in failing. Um, excuses. I, I had to learn excuses the hard way, but that word excuses is, is a big deal. So whether it's late, you know, that's my fault. It's all the people I pick. You know, and it costs to be the boss. I have took losses. I took $1,000 losses, you know, and it, and it happens. But, you know, you reap what you sow. So I'm not really worried about that. But at the end of the day, um, Stephen, you're absolutely right, man. Um it's tough and it's where you really have to find loyal people. So the only way I feel like you can really find people to work with, find people that are just like you, that believe in what you believe in. And you have to try them. You have to give them a test of loyalty. Yeah. You have to kick in the phone while you have to give them a test of loyalty. And if they don't pass, guess what? On to the next. Because one bad seed can, can spoil the fucking army. One bad seed, we all know that. Snitches around the world, a person that is, is a hater around the world have destroyed empires, have destroyed armies, empires. This is off of one person saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. So you gotta be careful who you pick. So I've been doing this since 09, it's 2020. I think my empire is about that time. So um, I definitely check us out on Edgewood as well, man. We had a, it's called Cake the Social Bar. They're open to Slutty Vegan right across the street. Two weeks from now, today's will October the second. So yeah, and then we'll have a bar at this one, which I make sure y'all walk across the street uh, to a couple got hookahs, whatever, whatever. But um, we got the uh, the ping pong, we got everything. We got the game of chess, boys, jenga, etc. You know what I'm saying? So y'all make so sure y- check that out. By the way, I had to throw that yeah. Out. So real, so real quick, you tried the slutty vegan before, man? You know what's crazy? I'm going to try it because it's across the street, and I'm going to be off edge with a lot. But yeah. the line, and I'm not, and I, you know, and let me tell you something. The line. It's ridiculous, and I never have yes, enough time today to sit in the line that long. I never have that much, much time in the day to even do that. So, you know, yeah, I'm that even it. deals with that even deals with like in the field of your aspect. You know, the promotion mm-hmm. of it is crazy enough. It's word of mouth. Like people, word I remember, yeah, I remember there was like um, a food truck right across from. It was like near South Decatur Mall, and it was mm-hmm. posted on IG. I remember I wanted to try it for the first time, so my wife went there and got us um, 
like two two burgers. It was vegan burger, and when she got there, it was a line. It was like twenty people in front of her, and then there was like ten more people behind her. And there was people still coming in for just one food truck. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they um they post up one in my neighborhood. One yeah. the couple of neighborhood. Let me tell you something. The, from the first first day he posted up ever, I bought a slushie. Immediately, <laughs> black on business. I don't know what you're doing, but it looks great. So I brought a slushie, and then every time I roll in the neighborhood every weekend, <laughs> they're going crazy, man. So yeah, it, it, it definitely word of mouth is like, oh yeah, that's another thing. Word of mouth is bigger than any other social tool. I don't care how many followers you got. I don't care how many flyers you post. That does not mean the people are pulling up. If you are not out here spreading a good word of mouth, which is the number one promotion skill, word of mouth, don't even think about it. So if you're not out here, man, and you really talking about you want to do something, you're not out here, man, try again. Put the feet, put the feet, put the feet to the ground. Better to the metal to ride. And then what's crazy because of the word of mouth of Slutty Vegan? Do you know um, the owner has um, a rap snack chip? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, uh, a close friend of our, uh, you know, our boy Jay Love, you know him. They're very close. They're classmates, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they're very close. They're talking right now. Hopefully, uh, we have a free bar manager in there. Hey, shout out to Sluddy Vegan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, two more things I want to talk to you about before I get you off. Uh, because uh, I know you still uh, focusing on um, Monday and Tuesday. You know, the week went by so quick. I was just at um, the event um, Tuesday. And yeah, Tuesday, yeah. Cassidy came and shot with us. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy, and then you know we had um, Rebel Years um, had some alcoholic popsicles to you know give out. Gave um, Cassie and his team like at least thirty. They liked it. It was just on the aspect of just you know building that repertoire with um, somebody. You know, the next time you see him, like oh yeah, he he had popsicle and think in that nature really like expands the word of mouth because you know it was just a random idea that YL and I came with um, just making some popsicles, not even thinking on the aspect of it. A lot of people are wanting it, but that's just something that deals with the word of mouth. So um, the two questions for you, JB, I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. like, if someone wants to get in touch with you, right? Of course, you know, your IG is on here. Mm-hmm. How would somebody, if they have, like, um, an opportunity, how would they present it to you if they want to, like, have you promote for their venue? What would they have to do? Of course, they could DM you, but you know, since you are here, what would they be able to do to like speed up the process? Well, if you're going to approach me or anybody when it comes to or, or that's that's about something to trying to make something happen, I think the first rule is stick to the rule of business. It's called, I believe, the elevator step. I believe you have thirty to sixty seconds to explain what you're trying to do, what you're going to do, what you what you're all about, and if it sounds good, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to work with you. If it sounds like you're scattered and over the place, then, you know, I'll talk to you when you get it together. I just had a young man last night. He came to me trying to purchase a DVD. And um, I watched his performance. Yeah. Well, he came to me with this DVD. And um, I was interested in the DVD, but the problem was it was written in marker. Mm. Like, literally written in marker in the drawing. And I'm like, bro, I said, bro, you can't present you know, I didn't tell him who I was. I was just like, bro, you just can't present this to just anyone, bro. Yeah. Like, it has to be hard cop press cop. Like, how do I know you're serious about this, bro? Like, this is a game to you. You know, people out here taking it serious, they're hard on money and investing in who they are. 
and you're taking markers and you're writing on the CD trying to sell it or ask for a donation. Wait, you come, you come to your business, you come correct. You serious? Everybody don't look each other in the eye because the trust thing is real. We look you in your eyes to either check out to see what type of motherfucker you are, excuse me, or we're looking in your eyes to see because we probably want to do business with you. And if I look you in your eyes and I see good, I might want to do some business, but I look in your eyes and it's like, you're like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. And then, yeah. and then what the artists can do instead of a CD, because of course everybody knows, like we're in the streaming era, something yeah. that you can do instead of giving a person a CD, give them like not even a regular business card. Like with me, I have um, square business cards, right? Right. Because you normally don't see that. But let's say you try to present this. Um, let's say what the front side says, flip it over and check it out. It might be a QR code with your logo at the bottom. What's the QR code? Automatically, it's going to um, raise that conscience like, okay, this yeah. is a mystery. I want to see exactly right. what it's about. It's right. um, you know, playing on to a person's interest. If someone clicks the QR code, it, it could have been that DVD. That Automatically, that would have been like, okay, let me check this out. He just gave me this, this card. It doesn't say exactly what it is, but it says to uh, check it out. Automatically, business card. Right. You just pass it out. Don't even have to say anything. Hey, J.B. Hoodrich, if you have time, I just want to give you this. This is it. Here's my card. Whenever you have time, that's it. Automatically, yeah. you like, okay, he didn't waste up my time because, like, you wasting a, a person's um, time. Like, even if it's for one minute, that's one minute they could have been focused on, like, getting something done. You kept that, like, what I just presented was, like, what, 10, yeah. like 10 to 15 seconds right there. Actually, I think that was less than 10 seconds. Right. I got your attention. Hey, J.B., real quick, here's my card. Check this out. Whatever you're free, that's all I want you to do. Check it out whenever you have time. Automatically, that was like eight to ten seconds of engagement that that shows that one, you're driven. Two, you're not taking up his time. Right. And three, you giving him the time right. to at least check out what you said to him. He might check it out. He might not. Right. 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 I actually saw this video of um Kato on the track. He actually um okay. it was a, it was a guy who presented him a CD. Like, hey, here's my CD. The CD had a $20 bill on it. Hmm. And he gave it to him. Automatically, like, okay, he's paying yeah, me to hear yeah. it, but he didn't insinuate that. He put the $20 as a way of letting him know, like, I know... Yeah, there's different like, strategic ways of uh, of approaching it. Different, you know, there's different ways, you know what I'm saying? Just know, just don't be on the same way as everybody else. But, like, as far as approaching, there's a million different ways you can come at somebody to catch their attention. You know what I'm saying yeah. when it comes to uh, being on some business, it's just like if you come and you know come correct, you know, have it together. Yeah, of course, that's pretty much it. And honestly, that's a big way to get your attention. Like if someone had a, like the DVD with the twenty dollar bill to you, you know, like you know what, I am going to check it out. Yeah, you know, I'm all about putting money in people's pockets. You know what I'm saying? So, first trying to put some money in my pocket, you might have my interest. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, it does. Especially so, uh, that means you're paying my time to invest in. You know something that you got going on i might be willing to you know what i'm saying and the fact that i know that you're willing to put some money behind it oh yeah we'll definitely sit down okay so the last question i do want to ask you because it deals on the aspect of engagement like trying to get in touch with you right yeah yeah so yeah so let's say okay you're, you're at the event with um the new client you're working with right what is something like, if, okay, your first time going with a new client in the venue, right? It's not even open yet. What are some of the things you're looking for before it opens up? Well, 
presentation is everything. So we're looking for the background. Like, you know, a lot of a lot of things are themed, and some places come built different. So sometimes you got to go off the theme. But for me, for the most part, I believe in uh, quality over quantity. So I'm always looking for a nice little elegant setup, something nice like the new spot we have. Everything I like to use the word wood grain. Everything's wood grain, and yeah. when the light hit it. It's so cozy and comfortable. Anybody's going to want to come sit down and have a hookah in this particular spot, you know? Yeah. So it's all about the setup. You know what I'm saying? Like when I went in and checked out the spot yesterday, I was looking at how many tables we could sit because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm looking at, okay, so boom, we can put six tables right here comfortably without anybody complaining. You have to be able to consider the people what they like. In order to be, you know, in order to do that, you have to be out here to understand it. Should have been a sociologist, bro. But anyway. <laughs> But yeah, bro, so, um, yeah, so basically, um, you really have to pay attention to the type of concept you want to bring to this spot. And then you have to look down the street and around the corner and see, like, what it has to offer. Like, what's next to it, you know? Is there a club down the street? What am I competing with? You know what I'm saying? How far is it all close yeah. to the bar? You know what I'm saying? Where, 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 where are places that I can go promote in this area? Like, you got to look at every little, you know, there's a lot of things to look at. When you when it comes to scouting a, a space, trying to make it comfortable to people, you know. And if you re- if you really realize you pay attention to your customers, if you're a real promoter that's into taking care of your people, not a gaudy promoter, then you will hear at the end of the night, "I love this space, I love this place." And then that's when the money comes. How much it costs to rent out, and then we have business, you know. So you know, have you choose? Yeah, I do believe that too. Um, when it comes to like how you were saying, there's wood grain at the, um, the new location you're at, it automatically triggers like, okay, this would be a nice setup for a hookah. Like the atmosphere itself can sell itself. Right, right. Yeah. Now, on the other end, there's a place connected to it now. Now, this place is way more urban. Matter of fact, I really believe some of the uh, street artists that do the stuff on the belt line have their names engraved in a window um, at mm. this spot or whatever. But it's, it's pretty nice, but it's very urban. I automatically see a different crowd, like right next door. You know what I'm saying? A different, you know what I'm saying? Because I believe in um, everybody socializing. I believe in all ethnics coming together. So I believe the situation that we have will bring, you know, everyone together based off of the scenery that it has to offer. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree on that. And then, um, like, I remember we was walking down... um, it's Atlanta uh, Village one night, and we saw like people just spray painting like different artists. Like Key Key Glock um, had his name spray painted on the ground. Sway Lee, Alicia Keys. I seen yeah. it. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. See, that's yeah, branding. that's a different level of um, yeah branding. It's crazy, and a lot of people yeah. will automatically look at it, go on their phone later on in the day, and they'll just randomly like listen to Alicia Keys or Sway Lee because right. it triggers something. Something right. you're not you know, normally seeing. Um, is there anything else that you want to present to everybody? Let them know of um, all your events and what's coming up before you um, head yeah, out? Yeah, I mean, anybody, yeah, anybody looking um, for booking the Hillary's Films, make sure you give me a call. Um, all artists, event space for anything, weddings, whatever you want to do. Um, I have Main Strand Tuesdays as member only. You have to contact me through JB Hoodrich on Instagram. That's at JB Hoodrich, one word. Or... You can contact the main strand page that is m-a-i-n strand s-t-r-a-i-n tuesdays main strand tuesdays and you know it's a members only situation so you like 
Oh, you might message me and I will send you the details only. Over. Excuse me. So, besides that, I have nothing else for y'all. I'm trying to, you know, I just got off. I ain't been sleeping. I'm tired. I'm jittery. You know, it's time for me to uh, lay it down, bro. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I want to go ahead and say thank you for coming on. Um, give me, um, tell me your time to talk about, you know, being a public figure in Atlanta, working with different, you know, venues and, you know, just build it from there. So, again, thank you, man. Oh, no problem. No problem. Okay, right, I'll take it easy, man. And I'll talk to you later, man. All right, bro. Take it easy. All right. Okay, so that was JB Hoodrich of um, Hoodrich, the film. So the next guest is our last guest. We're going to be having DJ Wave coming up soon. But automatically, I do want to talk about um, the template that I'm going to be presenting at the end of the live stream. So this template is basically um, a basic Pro Tools uh, stop plug-in template so automatically you can open it up go on pro tools and use it from scratch right so in the template you're going to have your your vocals you know i i included verse okay i'll start from the beginning so you have your two track that's your you know your two track is the beat that's all compressed it's not everything individually like your kicks there hi-hat that could be another template that we're going to be releasing soon but this one is going to have its two track um, track is going to have verse one track, verse ad lib, verse two track, uh, verse two ad lib. Then we have the hook, hook two, hook ad lib, and then we also have um, stock track, stock two, and then an extra track just for you know if you um, punching in, recording, want to say something. It helps out especially um, during the session. I've seen it so many times. And then from there, when you go to the aux, we have your box aux, which goes to the verse one. You got your box two, which goes to your verse two aux. Um, you got your your hook aux, and then you also have, if I'm correct, an extra um, an extra aux. If I um, label it that way, it, you'll see it, it's very simple to use. And then you also have your reverb aux, your delay aux, you have your instrument aux. And your drum off dependent if you have more than a two track you can import the whole track out and then you can go ahead and bust all those um drums to the drum ox or all the instruments to the instrument ox you also have your all pro um ox which is your all production that deals with your instruments and drum it's already it's already linked to the production and then when it comes to the two track um it's already um sent to the all production ox and then your verse your box one two Hook, reverb, delay, your extra aux, and then your all pro aux automatically is linked to the sub master aux, and your sub master aux is going straight to the master. And it's a very easy template to use because everything is in there. Um, it's all factory default, so all the EQ and the compressors, the reverb and the delay, the limiter, it's all factory default, so it's nothing added. I didn't put any. Um, um, you know, presets in there is going to be separate, but with um, the template, like I say, it's um to get the session up and running. One thing though, just to let you know, since it is a mixed template, I didn't add like the, um, the quick punch track to um, automatically record because that's something else different in itself. But like I said, as soon as you open it up, it'll be easy for you to, to mix on. So while we're waiting for our last guest to come in, 
like I like you see all the websites, the Instagram, social media, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, podcast, and I believe that's all of it. Nope, we also got Twitter. We also going to be starting a Twitch account in the near future. But as you can see, this is everything that we have together for people who's trying to link up. Um, the next thing we have is the free mixing template that I just talked about. It is for Pro Tools only, so you can't use it for Logic or Facebook. No, Logic or Free Loop. So it's downloadable. You can download it at the end of the live stream. I might make it, um, might just put it on the website um, at the end of the live stream or like probably six, seven o'clock to give uh, people time to let others know about it. Um, we also gonna have, um, give me one second. We also gonna have, um, The website has the ebook. So the ebook is um, the one I created 10 Quick Tips to Be a Successful Audio Engineer. And I created it myself from, you know, it shows you exactly, you know, make sure you have um, a hard drive with you anytime you're um, in a session because you never know if you need to um, pick up whatever you left at the session. You never wanted to um, leave it for the next person that you might not trust because honestly anytime you go into the studio you should always delete whatever you're working on during that session and put it on your hard drive never trust another engineer or producer or artist or the owner to have your product make sure you leave with what you brought in there it could be something you recorded something you produced it's still yours make sure you have it and then from there um i also talked about um let me see what else I had in the book. It's been a minute since I've read the book, but it also talks about um, making sure that you have everything ready during the session from, you know, having three hard drives. I already said, you know, bring your hard drive to the studio, but make sure you have another hard drive, one that you keep at home, you never bring out, a second one to back up everything, and a third one you travel with. But in the end, you put everything on that hard drive you never um, let leave at home, just so... If anything happens to one or two hard drives, you really don't have to worry about it. So that's something, a good tip, especially if you're thinking of actually, you know, traveling with your hard drive. I don't travel with mine at all for the aspect of, you know, if you just have one hard drive and you bring it everywhere and then it breaks, what are you going to do then? And then, you know, get ahead of... um, the artist that you're working with at the studio, making sure that um, if you're going to get to the studio, you're going to go ahead and open everything up. If you have a template like this mix template, you can go ahead and book a session today and use that template with the artist. But if you're going to be recording them, then of course you're going to have to make another uh, track itself to record on. So that might be something I implement on um, the next template that we have. Anytime, even when you're mixing, you might want to just go ahead and punch in something real quick to work on. Have that up there. Make sure you get paid through every session because there's times when I work with artists who um, they use a credit card. And I'm like, okay, it should be um, okay to use. And then finding out that it bounced and then you know I have to come out of my pocket to pay the, um, the studio because they trust me to make sure um, whoever I'm working with 
in the end, I make sure they get paid. Even if it was my own session, the studio still gotta get paid. And then from from there, you also gotta make sure to record everything. Artists, engineers, producers, producers working as engineers. If you um, working with an artist, make sure you record everything because there might be something that you miss. You'd be surprised. Like, there's so many artists who, like, okay, good example. I'll be in a session and I'll tell them, like, we're going to do a practice run just to uh, get your bumpers right. And they'll be in the booth and they'll just be, you know, recording and they'll be like, oh man, I like this segment right here. I wish you would record it. I'll automatically tell them, oh yeah, I already got it. They'll be like, oh really? Because they think it's a test run, not knowing for a fact that, you know, it could be, you know, put on the, the next single, you never know. It could be something as small as the intro or outro saying like, um, you know, here you go, or that's it. You know, things, okay, good good example. Um, Future song, I don't know why this came up. His song, March Madness, you know, he started off saying, dress it up and make it real for me. That was the intro. That was just something random. But it works out. And then, you know, one more tip on the book, reference a track. Anytime you listen to something, record it, mix it, master it, always listen to something on the radio just so you can have the um, understanding and consistency of it. So right now, I'm going to go ahead and bring in DJ Wade, a great friend of mine. Always consistent, even during COVID, staying safe. So let me go ahead and bring him in right now. What's hey. up, Wade? Hey, man. What's up, man? You know, out moving about right now, man. <laughs> I see. You got the mask on, but you always be moving around, man. So um, what's going on? Uh, Man, you know, right now we're getting ready for tonight. You know what I'm saying? We got a um, party at Monaco, Mixed Fridays. Yeah. Um, I'm just prepping for that right now, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm grabbing some... <laughs> oh yeah you know of course yeah. you, you send the vibe you gotta make sure you good yeah say again yeah because you always send the vibe so you gotta make sure you're good oh yeah for sure for sure for sure but this this isn't for me um oh. making sure some other people are my guests are taken care of tonight but um but yeah you know uh we're gonna have a good time tonight man always man and whenever i'm djing man you know it's a movie yeah, i respect that Honestly, I might be able to um, come through. I'm trying to think exactly. I think there is a session tonight, or I might be stopping by at um, the studio. But if mm-hmm. I do get a chance, man, I got to come and, you know, show love because, like, even with COVID, it did not stop the grind. Right, right. Facts. Yeah, I was doing um, even the, um, the uh, you know, uh, Wavy, I was doing a, a thing called Wavy Wednesdays where I was letting yeah. artists tune in and, uh, I would rate their song live, you know, on IG. Yeah. Um, I was also doing the virtual '90s R&B concerts. Um, that that was um, you know, something else I was doing as well during quarantine. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I, you know, even even doing quarantine, you gotta continue to network, man. You can't stop the, you can't stop the, you know, the grind. And now that as soon as it was over, I mean, I was just booked, man, like five days a week, man. You know. Like, as soon as, as soon as things are opening up, man, it was like go time, like like immediately. Yeah, and I be telling people that like you can't let COVID, you know, stop the flow of things. You gotta either research something new, take take time into like working on your craft, do something instead of just 
streaming, watching Netflix and Hulu all day. Yeah, for sure, bro. For sure, bro. Yeah. I'm not yeah, gonna man. lie, I had like two days I just like had like a streaming marathon like crazy. But other than that, every week I have like goals set aside, making sure I'm getting things done. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like and that's good, bro. Like, you know, I'm I don't say it enough, we don't say it enough to each other, but definitely proud of you, dog, for being so consistent and adamant about your platform and helping artists and just helping people, dog. Like, yeah, you know, thank you. You've been solid since day one, Steve. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> hey, bro, I got a salute to you, dog. Matter of fact, I got the 90s R&B karaoke shirt on right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so let me ask you this because I know you've been rated. Are you still doing the Wavy Wednesday? So, yeah, so good, I got good news for people that are on the show. If they don't know, I'm kicking off my podcast back next week. Nice. And it's actually going to be every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. It's going to be featured on Holiday Unique Radio. It's also going to be on iTunes podcast. You'll be able to check it out on iTunes, Apple Music. It's going to be. Spotify, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The playlist, it's going to be on. It's going to be a live podcast. It's going to be, you know, everywhere. Um, yeah, so, and we starting, we're kicking it off next week, next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So make sure y'all tune in. Get, you'll see some flyer and promo and stuff. Real soon, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and check that out. I can't wait, too. So, um, yeah. a, a few things, because I know um, you're trying to get everything ready right now. I'm probably just need, like, a few more minutes of your time. So Hey, it's all good, bro. I'm chilling, man. Like, it's a yeah. good day outside. Oh, nice yeah, it is warm. beautiful. I'm actually about to get, I'm about to soak up in the sun right after this live stream. But, like, yeah. if so, let's say if someone wants to book you, right? Not just anybody, like if someone's seriously on booking you, but I do know like your your days are like busy. You've been like booked at different venues. How can someone like if they want DJ Wade, what would they have to do? Um, if they wanted to book me, uh all they have to do is just hit, hit me on Instagram. Um uh hold on one second. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. So if no they book, uh, if you need to book me on uh, man, I have my number uh, my business number is seven seven. I mean, it's in my contact information on Instagram. So yeah, anybody, yeah. Anybody I already put your IG on there too. So anybody who wants to hit you up, just go to DJ Wave on IG. And yeah, if, if you're I serious, a, I have a link tree of all my information, so they can nice. hit me up on there. Um, has all my uh, you know, um, social media handles, so they can just go wherever um to contact me. I'm pretty reachable. Um, yeah. email is there as well. Um, yeah, so they can just that's how they can do it just Instagram and social media for the most part. Um, my website is on the way, djwave.net. Mm. Um, and I also have an app coming soon. Don't tell what? Oh. <laughs> Don't tell I just gave some gems to your fans or whoever's on tuned in right now. That's great, you know, gonna be probably it's gonna be huge, man. You know, next between the next six to nine months, it's coming, so yeah. you know. Yeah, the thing that I got so far in the near future is, you know, gifts. You know, I, I made a few. I think I sent you one just to um see it. Did you get what, it? No, I didn't, you sent me a what now? What was it? GIFS. You know, you know, different random videos of someone pointing or doing stuff like you can oh, put on Instagram. Oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and send it to you, actually, so you can uh, see it. But that's something I am working on because I do know, of course, you know, being consistent, especially like um, IG stories. Like you just randomly seeing that one person on every IG story, you gotta automatically like, like see the name, see the face, and then yeah. that's how you build it. So, yeah. 
Matter of fact, give me one second. I'm actually going to send it to you now because it probably won't be out for another week. I'm getting Henry to help me with it. He showed me exactly how to make your own. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Shout out to Henry with it with the three. Oh, yeah, shout out to Henry. Yeah, I'm probably going to um, be linking up with him either this week or next week because I do know he's been like, he's been working with some major artists. I can't even put it out there, but it's just crazy. And like every yes. artist, every major artist that he's been working with been on his production. And it's crazy. He and then um, I can't speak much into it, but let me see. Let me just put it this way. Um, I'm not going to use the name, but he was working with an artist, right? And he recorded, mixed, and mastered the whole project. And then he um, um, he produced like one or two songs. Mm. And he didn't sign no contract with the major. Wow. So it's all his. They have to get through him because he owns everything. And that's just crazy on the aspect of understanding the business of it. As soon as you sign that contract, they can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I am going to be linking up with him. And then we got to get over there, too. Kick it with uh, Chase, seeing what he got going on. Is oh, yeah, coming? yeah, yeah. I, I just spoke to him earlier, so, you know. We, we're, about to, we're about to drop some some hot stuff, and we, we've been loading up with Chase, so he's on the way. He's coming. A couple yes. more artists on the way. They're dropping real soon. Um, I'm actually coming. I'm actually working on a project myself. What? So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm probably gonna drop a single, one of the first singles, like probably like December. Yeah. So look out for that first DJ Wave song. You know what I mean? It's gonna be me featuring. Um, I'm not gonna say the name yet. Yeah. But. It's on the way, and it should be around December. You know what I mean? So, so right after the live stream, you just gave me an idea. I'm gonna call you. I'm not gonna say it um, on the live stream because this is. Uh, I think this could be a great idea, but on the aspect of um, your event, so let them know like um, like your um, your week consists of because I know you um, have an event tonight. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Wednesday nights, man, if you're in Atlanta, Wednesday nights, I'm at Penthouse ATL. That's right off of Beaver Highway. It's the, formerly the old Arif Lounge. Um, and it's right off Notre Hill, Beaver Highway. Um, we call that Wild Wednesday. You got great food specials. Yeah. Great hookah specials. Great uh, drink specials. Pull up on me on Wednesday, man. It's definitely lit. Um, Friday night, I'm at Monaco ATL, downtown Atlanta, off Trinity Avenue. Um, we got some bottle specials, section specials, and this is the overall good party. Um, been loaded the last five weeks, so definitely pull up on me if you're in the city tonight. Um, Saturday, I'm at Ice Bar Atlanta on the south side, okay, with View 103. Um, you know, growing and sexy, bringing heels out, and we partying, though, at the same time. You know what I mean? Um, and Mondays, I'm in a new place called Privilege Lounge ATL. It just opened up, and, um, you know, you'll start seeing some promo from there, Steve. It's a new spot, so, um, so yeah. About four days a week, man, we working, you know what I mean? And all the other days, my studio is open, so anybody needs recording time, you know. Oh, I need to get with you about those panels, Steve, you know what I'm saying? Whenever we get a second, I need those panels, man, that door built, so. Whenever oh, yeah. Let me know how many panels you need. I can go ahead and uh, whip up something. Yeah, 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 for sure. But um, studio is definitely up and running, so if y'all need studio time, of course, you can hit my boy Steve. He he loaded over there, too. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I can I do a little mix myself, so. Hey, we're just working, bro, every day. Yeah, and the last thing I will say, because of you, because um, when I was just starting out, um, when I was going to school at um, SAE, I was interning at Castle Hill Studio, and that's where I met you. 
Right. And you actually let me sit down in one of your sessions. I remember I told you you're you I created my first preset from um the C four multi band compressor unit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I just want to say thank you for opening that door because who knows? If it wasn't for you just allowing me to be in that session and just soaking soaking up um what I was learning through that session, who knows where I would be right now. So you really helped me to get to where I am right now, man. I thank you. Hey, bro. Hey, that's love, bro. And, I mean, we can go into another interview about all the stuff I done did. You know what I mean? Cause oh, yeah. It's going to take a minute, that. yeah. <laughs> that's going to be like an hour show in itself. But, you know, I appreciate you, dog. You know what hey, I mean? No problem, no problem. You know, it's all love, dog. Yeah, so, again, thank you for coming on the live stream, you know, giving me some of your time. And like I said, I'm going to hit you up right after, all right? All right, man. Peace. All right, man. Talk to you later. Yeah. All right, so that was DJ Wade. So as you can see, we had a lot of um, special guests from Steve Abicki to Bill Zimmerman, Rob Pyramidium to um, DJ Wade, JB Hoodridge to Rio. So I just want to say, you know, thank you for everybody who was a part of it because, you know, from everybody who was a part of it um, watching the video, all the um, guests, um, all the guests, it was a lot of people who helped me to be where I am today, learning about, you know, how to work a venue like JB or starting your own company like Rio or being consistent at different venues like DJ Wade to understanding different programs from Bill Zimmerman to, you know, even being a multi-platinum um, mixing engineer like Steve Hibiki and understanding, you know, how to, you know, work on your ears, the frequencies, working on yourself physically, like Rob Pyramidium. But I do want to thank all my guests for coming on live to the first Rebel Ears plugins. But I also want to tell everybody when it comes to the, the mixing template, so it's going to be Ray Stock Mix Template. I'm going to go ahead and put it on the website. So it's not going to be like a link or it's going to be uh, on Instagram or anything. I'm actually going to put it on uh, rebelears.com. You can go click on... Um, the packs and freebie. I'm gonna load it up in the next. Let me see. It's like five o'clock right now. So if you want to go ahead and download the free um, stop mix template, go ahead and go to rebelears.com. Go to the packs and freebie section or product, and it'll be up by around eight o'clock tonight. And it's gonna be free for everybody who's watching. Anybody out there? And I just want to say thank you for everybody who had a chance to um, watch the video, listen to the live stream. And thank you for all the guests for coming on. And this is Ray of RebelEars.com. Just want to say thank you for everybody listening. And keep tuning in.